And there we go. Done. Yo, Everett, I finished my Lego Iron Man mini mech. 130 pieces, baby. It only took me 90 minutes. Good job, Uncle Lion. And boom, I just finished my Lego Venom HUD. 565 pieces in 45 minutes. Can you beat that, Uncle Lion? Of course I can. I'm your coolest uncle. Just, um, hold on for one sec. Pick up, pick up, pick up. What's up, Ryan? Tracy, I need your help. I'm on FaceTime hanging out with my nephew Everett and we built all the Legos and he's way faster than me and I need something else to impress him to make me look cool. Any ideas? Hmm. Well, Tessa told me that Lego just turned 90 years old. That's pretty cool, right? Um, yes, but definitely not cool enough. What else you got? Well, we did have Amy Corbett on the 10 News. Amy's a design lead at Lego and a judge on the TV show Lego Masters USA. Wait, what? You know Brickmaster Amy? Yeah, she was awesome. I'll send you the interview and you can play it for your nephew. You're the best, Cap. I'm Ryan Willard. That's Tracy Leeds Kaplan, and this is a 10 News Road Trip Remix. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the 10 News. We're so excited to have you here today. We know that you are uh, Zooming in with us today from Denmark. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, what your day is like working at Lego? Yeah, well, first I say I'm super excited to be here with you. So thank you for having me. But my day at Lego, one of the fun things is that every day is a little bit different because as a designer, we're all, always solving different challenges. But every day involves building with bricks. You will be happy to hear. So we're thinking about different ideas in the team, maybe in the morning. And then in the afternoon, we'll go out, we'll build them and we'll see what we can come up with. We'll bring them back together. And then we also love testing out the ideas with kids. So we have kids in the office quite a lot, just playing with the different ideas we've come up with. So tell us, did you just grow up one day and you said, you know, I love playing with these Lego bricks. I'm going to go work at Lego. How, How did this all happen? I think the thing is I never quite grew up. I get to be a big kid, which is great. But no, I always loved being creative and art, and I also loved maths. So I was looking for something when I went to university that could combine both. And then I thought, okay, being a designer is pretty cool. I can also use my math. And then toys is the most fun way to be a designer in my perspective. So that's how I ended up at Lego. And you're famous in this household for being the brains behind Lego Friends. How did that come about? Yeah, so I spent a long time when I first started in Lego in the Lego Friends team and we saw an opportunity. We saw there was a lot of girls maybe at the time that weren't feeling like Lego was for them and they couldn't find them, see themselves in other products. So we tried to kind of tackle that problem and see how could we create a a product line that would reach more girls and more kids, really. And it, it, it took off. We're super excited about it and we're so happy that it's still going strong to this day. Do you have a favorite Lego friend set? I love so many of them, so it's hard to say. But selfishly, my favorite is probably the ski lodge because there's a little Amy in that set that was based on my ski outfit. So I am super excited by that. That That is my still my claim to fame, I feel. We'll, we'll have to look at that. I think my favorite is when there's little cups of coffee in there. I feel like that's for me. <laughs> Details are good, right? And the coffee is certainly good in there. That's great. So how did you go from your amazing job to another amazing job, becoming one of the hosts of Lego Masters? 
Yeah, I guess it was a little bit of fate in there. But as soon as I heard of the show being made in America, I was like, that looks really fun. I would love to be a part of this. Um, Talked to a few people, did a couple of auditions. And luckily it was uh, Jamie and I that were picked to be on the show. And actually, Jamie and I had never worked together before we were on the show. But we have so much fun working together, which is is super lucky. And I think we balance each other out really well because I love making the playful kids designs. And Jamie, you know, he makes the huge sets for adults. So we have both sides of the skills there. It seems like the two of you have known each other forever. There's such a great chemistry. Um, and then it, also with um, with the host, Will Arnett, the three of you just seem to be having a blast. Oh, we have so much fun together, I think. Yeah, I think it's as much fun behind the scenes as it is on camera and actually seeing the brick builds come to life in real time is is very exciting. But yeah, we have a little giggle, we have a little joke and we get on really well. We're always debating the story that some of the contestants come out with and the creativity versus the technical skills like Zach and Wayne and and the creations they put together. How, how do you judge? I mean, it's also, it's the two of you. So do you ever get stuck in a tie? Oh yeah. A lot of the time we spend a lot more time than you see on camera back and forth discussing who's winning. We always try to think about what we set in the beginning of the challenge. So what have we asked the contestants to do who has really delivered on that and what's the mix of storytelling, creativity and technical ability. And yes, there are a few heated discussions um, behind the scenes and sometimes we have to put it down to the tiniest little details. Um, it's a big process, actually. Oh, sure. Now, now, do you and Jamie build your own versions of each challenge? Unfortunately, they keep us so busy behind the scenes that we don't have time to build. But you can always find me, Jamie, and sometimes Will, hanging out in the corner saying, you know, if I could just get my hands on the bricks and take part in this challenge, this is what I would build. Or why doesn't the team just do this? Or how cool would this be? So we can never stop thinking about the ideas and have to confess, we do little side builds. So we do mini builds ourselves because we cannot keep our hands off the bricks. So as a parent, I, of course, watch this and think, who puts everything away <laughs> at the end? So do the um, the creations, do they get put somewhere and saved for the season? Or does someone come through at night and kind of break everything down? A little bit of both. So we tend to keep the winning builds. We take really good photos of everything. But we do have a team who take the builds apart at the end of the day. And they work really, really hard to take these creations apart. And it's quite sad, actually, sometimes to see them be broken down. But in the same time, I very strongly believe that Lego bricks are designed to be reused and rebuilt and make other creations. That's great. Okay, so now we want to know, there's been some great costumes during this past season of Lego Masters. I mean, I I don't know if if you were supposed to be in the suit of armor and Jamie lost the bed and had to be in the suit of armor, but um, how involved are you in your wardrobe choices? We have a fabulous wardrobe team, but I have to confess that I just love trying on the different outfits too much that I, I probably have more say than the wardrobe team is happy in it. So there is a really fun day at the start of the season where you just have a room full of clothes and you try everything on. And I love that day. And then when we have some fun challenges and we have a chance to wear costumes, then Jamie and I are very up for it and love having a little bit of fun picking a costume. So the princess one for me was was super fun, but I really wanted to be 
a strong princess, hence why I had the Lego belt bow and arrow. Um, and Jamie in the suit of armor. I mean, we had a little discussion of who should be in it, but he was he was so excited for that. And I think he pulled it off so well. It was hard work. That thing was heavy. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so that's a great segue into just talking about, you know, women and girls um, involved in Lego. And I think, you know, one of the things was seeing you be that that strong princess with your Lego bow and arrow. Um, how has that changed for you since doing the show of really being a role model for young girls? Yeah, I mean, I have to say it's one of my most... It's the thing that gives the biggest smile on my face is when I get a little message from someone, um, especially from girls or dads of girls or moms of girls who said that maybe their kid didn't realize that Lego was something for them. And since seeing me on the show, they now realize that they can build. Of course, it makes me sad that someone would ever have thought they couldn't build because everyone out there, you can build with Lego bricks, you have permission. But I think... um, it's really nice. It's really nice to have the visibility out there. I also want to say we have lots of great female designers in the Lego group. I'm certainly not the only one. Um, there's lots and lots of us, but it's also great to see strong female builders on in the competition. I think for me, that is also super exciting that, that they're out there. I think there's so many more of them out there that haven't popped up yet. And um, so many more kids building with Lego after seeing the show. So it feels like a big responsibility, but I also feel super proud and excited to to be the face of that. So you have your role every day at Lego. There have been so many sets. Um, how do you think about you know what you do next or what you bring back in the Lego universe? Mm, it is a very good question. I think there's there's lots of different ways where ve- we try to very much see what the kids at home and fans are wanting. So we're very like aware of what's going on in the Lego community and what people are talking about. Um, but every year we kind of have a certain number of months in the summer where we're just all about ideas. We try new things, we play with different ideas, we build stuff and the office really looks like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory with all the different ideas. And then at the end of that, we really try it with kids and consumers and see what are they most excited about, what has the most potential. Um, And then from there, we move forward with some ideas. But unfortunately, it also means that some ideas that we love or that you at home might love don't make it through because there are just so many different opportunities that we can come up with. It's just amazing how many times, though, that our team of designers can reinvent the Lego brick in different ways. And I think that's so exciting. That's great. Last question, and we'll let you go. This has been fantastic. What would you say to our 10 News listeners who want to follow you into a job at Lego? I would say, of course, play with your Lego bricks and build. But I'd say the most important thing is to be creative whenever you can, whether it's drawing, whether it's dancing, whether it's theater, I think the more creative and the more you come up with ideas, it just becomes part of you. And then you're much more equipped for a creative job in the future. Well, thank you so much. This was, this was such a pleasure to have you here today. It was so nice to chat with you all. Okay, Everett, how cool is Brickmaster Amy? She is awesome. That was so cool. Was it cooler than the time Auntie Celine brought you to Legoland? Almost. Almost? What? We rode the Lego Ninjago ride like 17 times. It was epic. Auntie Celine is the coolest. Okay, hold on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Hey, Rye, was the Amy Corbett interview not enough for your nephew? 
No, he said my sister Celine was the coolest and I'm supposed to be the coolest. I need something else. Does he love Pokemon? Of course he does. Everyone loves Pokemon. Well, you know Sarah Natacheni, the voice of Ash Ketchum, and you interviewed her on the 10 News, remember? Good gravy. I forgot about that. Can you send it over? Done and done. I am here with a living legend, Sarah Natacheni. Who are you? Where are you from? And what do you do? Hi, Ryan. I'm Zara Natacheni. I'm uh, the voice of Ash Ketchum and like 30 other characters on Pokemon, the TV show and the movies for the last uh, 16 years. And I am from New York City, born and raised. I'm an actor. I'm a film editor. I'm writing now, which is really cool. Um, I do a lot of different kind of stuff. But for the most part, I'm known as, as a voice actor. I love it. And can you tell us more about the character of Ash Ketchum and one of our tenors, Miss Maggie Rose, wants to know what is it like being an animated character? Ash is a tenacious boy around 10 years old who loves to win. He loves to win, but it never at the expense of his friendships with other trainers or his friends or at the expense of his Pokemon. He absolutely loves his Pokemon and he has so much love and care to give. Um, and that's something, I mean, I love all of those traits about Ash. He's he's such a great kid and such a great um, example for young people. Ash is one of the most recognizable animated characters in the world. And that comes with a personal responsibility, like to his integrity that I helped create, you know, I got to behave myself. <laughs> I have to be a good example for for the kids who watch, who watch the show and who grew up with the show. At the same time, I still have to maintain my own sovereignty apart from him, right? Like I am my own person. So that's something I'll be navigating for the rest of my life. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, well, I will tell you, one of the kids wants to know, it's my friend Everett from San Diego asked, who's your favorite Pokemon and why? <laughs> Can I correct you on something or is that weird? Please, no, correct me. Pokemon. 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 Mm-hmm. Pokemon. Did I say a Pokemon? Of, a lot of people say Pokemon. It's not it. So I'm going to ask again, who's your favorite Pokemon <laughs> and why? Uh, my favorite Pokemon is Pikachu. Pikachu is my favorite. And I know that's a, that's a really common answer. And, and it's because it's the most recognizable, sure. But I've had a lot of time to think about this. And I even named my cat after Pikachu. I literally say, Pikachu, Pikachu. Like, that's how I talk to my cat. I think I love Pikachu probably because Ash's Pikachu gets so much character development. He's got so much screen time. So like we get to see him in all these different situations and how much he loves Ash and how much he loves food and how much he loves Buneary. And he's obviously adorable, but Pikachu just has like a special place in my heart, man. I can't. How did you get the role of Ash Ketchum? How did you get this mantle passed on to you? And what's the best part about playing Ash? The best part of playing Ash is, is the fans at this point, is going to conventions and, and meeting people and getting to know people from all different parts of the world, you know? How did I get the job? I was a regular actor. I went to acting school. I went to improv classes at UCB. I went to Lee Strasberg for acting and uh, I got an agent and a manager and that was like all pounding the pavement. That There was no like, nobody handed me anything at that point. <laughs> And uh, I got this audition for Pokemon and I was 18 years old and I happened to book it. Like it was a lot of luck meets preparation. So there was like years of preparation and that one luck and I was just in the right place at the right time. Well, now you 
are the lead of a show that has its own day. How do you <laughs> celebrate Pokemon Day personally? It depends on the year, but every year there's I I I, I practice gratitude. <laughs> I, I I I zoom out of my life and I'm like, I can't believe this is what it is. Every Pokemon a day, I'm like, this is a celebration of my life. Not to be selfish about it, but it's it's so incredible that something that I was a fan of as a kid is something that I now have this responsibility for, you know, and and my life would not be what it is without it. So I heard a rumor you're very passionate about cats. I, I know you have your own cat named Pikachu. Can you tell us why you're passionate about cats and how you explore that passion? Sure. Uh, actually, part of the reason was a Pokemon episode. I've always loved cats. Let's not get, let's stay real, but a Pokemon episode where um, a Pokemon passes away. That episode was being recorded right around the time that my 17-year-old cat passed away and my director's cat passed away. And we were just like really emotional. And I wanted to understand that cats all have different personalities. That's what That was my hypothesis. And that is something that I wanted to explore. That I could find another cat that has a wonderful personality like my cat did. My cat was amazing. So I started fostering kittens and I realized that very few people know what fostering even means. Fostering is basically, it's not adoption. It's the part between rescue and adoption. So somebody goes out and rescues kittens off the street, cats off the street and dogs. And then somebody else needs to give them a home because that rescuer rescues cats all the time. Can't keep all the cats in their house, right? So somebody like me comes in and is like, okay, I'll keep these cats and kittens for as long as they need a home until they find an adopter or until they're old enough to, to get spayed and neutered and adopted out. And uh, I did it and I fell in love with it. And then my mom was coming over and she's like, this is insanely cute. Oh my goodness. I, and then she started doing it. So over like a course of maybe two years when we had the time and space, we fostered like over a hundred cats and kittens, man. It was amazing. If I were a 10 year old and I was very passionate about cats and animals, how would you recommend I get into helping them in the same way that you have? Talk to your parents, <laughs> talk to your guardians um, and go uh, to, I have to update the website, but voicesforfosters.com has a, uh, a list of places to foster with. You can just also Google it, Google your, your town and cat fostering, cat adoption. And I'm sure you'll come up with a, a short to long list of places that offer um, these services and sign up and let them know what your capabilities are. If you're able to do it, it's very adaptable and it's very flexible. It's rewarding and, and it makes you stronger. So I support fostering. All right, Sarah, we're about to do serious and not so serious questions. You're going to answer them as fast as you can rapid fire. If yeah. you hesitate, or if you get any questions wrong, I will be sending you four pounds of glitter in your next birthday card. Do you I'm understand? I'm so excited. I understand. Yes. And here we go. Question number one, which starter would you want to pick? Squirtle, Charmander, or Bulbasaur? Charmander. Would you rather swim in a pool filled with sour milk or the tears of Pokemon fans? The tears of Pokemon fans. They could be happy tears. <laughs> uh, snickerdoodles or double chocolate chip cookies? Double chocolate chip cookies. What is a movie and a TV show you'd recommend to a 10-year-old? My favorite kid-friendly movies are Matilda, which is based on a book by Roald Dahl. Both read it and watch it. So, so good. Danny DeVito, amazing. And um, Andre, which is a movie about a seal starring Tina Majorino that I will never forget. I've seen it like a thousand times. 
Which is your favorite Pokemon game? Is it the card game, Pokemon Go, Chaos, Sword and Shield, etc.? Is there another one? What's your favorite Pokemon game? Um, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather shave your eyebrows off one time or shave your cat Pikachu once a month for three years? I'd shave Pikachu. You would do what? that to, to do that. You do that to Pikachu. You didn't say how much of him I have to shave. No, completely off. Just like your eyebrows would be. Oh, that's different. Come on, man. No, that's wrong. That's, you, you can't shave one whole, of them. He's so like floopy. He looks so funny. <laughs> uh, fine, I'll shave off my eyebrows once. I hate you. Which of the Pokemon cast members is the most fun to work with? You can only choose one. Barrett Letty. Why he is plays, that? He plays Molaine. He's like one of my best friends. What's the coolest place in the world you've been? Uh, Venice, Italy. Which Pokemon would you take into battle? Pikachu. He's my boy. Which Pokemon would you want to have as a roommate? Uh, Snorlax. And what is the coolest place you've been this year? I'd have to say probably Corinth, Mississippi. Little town in Mississippi. Okay. Next question. Does Pikachu fart lightning? Does Pikachu fart lightning? I, you know, I'm afraid of answering that question because it, it might not be canon. But in my in my honest uh, personal opinion, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any hidden talents? I play piano. Um, I can whistle two notes at the same time. Last question. How on earth do we catch them all? Oh, good luck. <laughs> Perseverance, tenacity, uh, uh, a strong sense of self. Okay. Never, never give up, man. You can't ever give up until you get there. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to say to our tenors and our audience before we go? Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and uh, make sure you read a lot of books, please. Like I did when I was a child. I read 111 books in the, seventh, in the second grade, and I wrote book reports on every single one. And I did that because I was inspired by Belle and Beauty and the Beast. So if I can pass anything along as my legacy, it is read books, read books, read all the books. <laughs> Excellent advice from the living legend that we call Serenata Chenny. She's the voice of Ash Ketchum. Thank you so much for being on the 10 News and coming with us today. Wait, you actually know Serenata Chenny, the voice of Ash Ketchum? Yeah, dude. She's a friend of mine. I told you, Uncle Ryan is the coolest. But how do I know you actually know her? You know, I thought you'd ask that. So here's a voice note she just sent me. Hi, Everett. It's Sarah Natacheny again. I just wanted to let you know that Uncle Ryan is the coolest and Auntie Celine is about as cool as hot garbage. <laughs> just kidding. I, Ryan made me say that. I don't even know Auntie Celine. I'm sure she's I'm sure she's fine. Uh, now go read some books, play outside and uh, ask your parents if they'll let you foster a cat because that's a really fun thing to do. Okay. Holy macaroni! You are the coolest Uncle Ryan! Thank you for finally acknowledging that. One sec. Cap, 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 cap. Hey, Rye, did it work? You know it. You're the coolest, Cap. Thank you. Well, thank you for finally acknowledging that. Now remember to close out the show. I'm on it. But first, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust? You need Shopify for retail. 
With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Shopify's sleek, reliable POS hardware takes every major payment method and looks fabulous at the same time. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lifestyle, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lifestyle to take your retail business to the next level today. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. This has been a 10 News Road Trip Remix. Technically, we're off for the summer, but look out for our road trip remixes and re-airing of some of our favorite episodes all summer long. I'm Ryan Willard. And I'm Everett. And thanks for listening to the 10 News. Hope you're having a great summer and staying cool, kind, and informed. Uh, Everett, those were my lines. Please don't take my job. Please. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all trivia nerds. Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.